0: Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Marin Wood and welcome to the very first episode of our new podcast. I'm so excited that you've decided to join us. This podcast is designed to help graduate students and PhDs leverage their education wherever smart people are needed. And so by way of introduction, I thought I'd share with you my own journey into graduate school And then how I ended up leaving academia to start my own business, um, a business which focuses on helping graduate students and PhDs build meaningful and impactful careers. So here's the thing. Like so many of you, I loved school when I was growing up. I loved learning new things. And when I was little, I would go to my grandfather's house. I grew up on on a farm, actually, in southern Alberta, and my grandfather uh, who's actually ninety eight years old at the point at the time of recording this? He lived in the same uh, yard as us, and I would go across the the road to my grandfather's house, and he had all all these history books and encyclopedias, and I would sit in a chair in his house, and I would read history books and encyclopedias, sit in this big armchair, and I loved it. I loved reading, reading, and I loved learning new things. And so, growing up in this small town. I wasn't really, I didn't come into contact with a lot of professionals. You know, there were teachers and doctors and lawyers and dentists and accountants and farmers and welders. And, you know, it was a pretty conservative rural town. And so when I looked up at the world and looked for people who were like me, who shared my interests, where I saw them were in, in my classroom. They were teachers. And so as a kid growing up, and especially in high school, you know, as you start start trying to figure out what you want to do with your life so early, so early on, too early on, uh, I, I latched onto teaching. I thought, well, that's what I, I'll do. That's where people who, you know, love to learn and share knowledge uh who are educators. That's what I, I want to be. So I, I went to university with the intention of being a social studies high school teacher. But when I arrived at university, my world lit up. I fell in love with academic history. You know, I'd always been curious about it, but it's such a different world when you end up in the academy. And I was surrounded by other people who were like me, who wanted to talk about, you know, gender in early modern England. And I got to take a course on the history of shopping in Victorian London. And I just was so intellectually engaged with the topics in my history classes that I just I knew that this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I wanted to be a history professor. I wanted to teach and write about history. And so I went off to do my my masters at Carleton University and uh, and then I went to do a PhD at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I, I did my PhD in early American history. And I'll never forget my first day when I arrived on campus at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I don't know how much you know about the campus, but the UNC Chapel Hill is one of the oldest public, actually I think it is the oldest public institution in the United States. So it has these big trees and open grassy spaces and old buildings. And for a a history nerd, I mean, this was just fantastic. I thought I had, I felt like I had arrived. Like I felt so successful. I haven't felt that kind of success really in any other way as I did in that moment. Like, you know maybe a couple of other times in life, but really that was the moment when I thought, Man, I have arrived, I've really made it, and this is my ticket, this is my ticket to the life that I want. And so during graduate school, I, you know, graduate school has its challenges, and we can talk more about that. Um, you know, there was ebbs and flows, and you know, ups and downs, and um, you know, I, I think I was. Unhappy for parts of it, I just kind of thought that was normal. It's not normal if you're listening to this and you're really unhappy in your graduate program. That's that's a problem. It's not normal. Um, but I assumed that that kind of like the grind of graduate school that was just a normal thing that you had to go through in order to have the life that you loved. And uh, I really loved the teaching, but. Secretly, I didn't really like historical research very much. I actually didn't like going to the archives. Uh, I liked ideas and I liked history, but I didn't necessarily really want to write it myself. And that should have been my first clue that this was not the right career path for me. But I stayed on because that's what you do. You know, I was successful and I was getting his PhD and I had made a lot of sacrifices in order to go to graduate school. And, you know, you don't quit what you start. All of those things that people tell you, don't quit what you've started. Um, That's actually really terrible advice. There's lots of things that you should quit, uh, especially if you're unhappy. But I soldiered on. And when I look back at, at that time and my decision to complete my PhD, what really drove me was fear. And it was fear that if I didn't complete my degree, I would have to leave on Leave academia. I'd have to leave my tribe. I'd have to leave this world that I loved. And I wouldn't be happy. You know, and that's kind of ironic. You know, here I was really struggling, you know, sort of with gra- the life of graduate school, poverty, the stresses, and was already kind of unhappy. But I was worried that leaving would make me more unhappy. Uh, and so I pushed on and I finished and I earned my degree. Well, I graduated right into the heart of the Great Recession, uh, the first Great Recession. Uh, Now we're doing our second one with COVID-19. And... When I started my PhD program, people were getting jobs. They were getting good jobs. But that dramatically changed. Everything evaporated in 2008, 2009. The academic job market just utterly collapsed. It just cratered. And suddenly, it felt like a real bait and switch. You know, I'd come into this program. I was succeeding. I was, you know, getting awards and scholarships. I was doing fine despite my own doubts about myself. Uh, and now there were no jobs. And I had no idea what else I was going to do. And again, that fear, that fear of like, if I don't stay in academia, I'm going to be unhappy. What will I do? What will be the purpose of my degree? What would be the purpose of my suffering, of all of my sacrifices if I don't land a tenure track job? And that kind of unhappiness and anxiety that I was experiencing in graduate school, that just intensified during the next couple of years because I did what so many PhDs choose to do. I ended up working as an adjunct, trying to publish staying on the academic job market throwing more and more energy and time into what was a collapsed industry and this took such a toll on my mental and psychological health and it put a ton of pressure and stress on my relationship with my with my partner so hindsight is 2020 of course and you know looking back i just wish i would have I would have got my PhD, I think that was the right decision, I have no regrets, but putting those extra years of suffering and stress and sacrificing into an academic career was just not worth it. And the only reason why I did it was because I was so worried that I couldn't do anything else or that I wouldn't be happy doing anything else. And I see this time and time again with the graduate students and PhDs that I work with. We stay in academia because we are so convinced that our work and life will have less meaning if we leave. In fact, uh, last year, Beyond Prop did a survey of 3,500 graduate students, and 57% of the people who took our survey agreed with the statement that their work and life would have less meaning if they left academia. And that breaks my heart, because it's just not true. And what happens is, you know, academia as a system feeds on that fear. Otherwise, where would the adjuncts and the postdocs come from? Why would people move to small towns and take, you know, tiny little salaries and move away from friends and family if we weren't convinced that we had to do that for our own happiness and success? What if it's not true? What if you can leave and be just as happy, if not more so, taking control of your life, having more career opportunities, and that you'd still live the life of of the mind and be intellectually engaged in your work? That's actually true. But it's a truth that we don't share in academia. And one of the reasons why I think academia perpetuates this myth that the only way we can be happy is if we stay in the academy is because so few academics have spent a lot of time in professional workforces, in a professional workspace. And so we start to believe that we can't be doing other, happy doing other things because we actually just don't know. We've never seriously researched or considered other career possibilities. And so if I look back on my own life and that fear that was driving me to stay in academia, you know, what did I know about the world of professional work? In fact, so so many of the jobs that are really cool now actually didn't really even exist when I was growing up as a kid. You know, the iPhone came out in 2007 and my entire business of providing professional development online to PhDs, like that's only something I can do because of the innovations over the last really 10 years. So here's the question that I have for you. If you think, like me, that being outside of academia won't make you happy, what evidence do you have? I had none, but I believed it with sincerity. I believed something with such conviction, but I had no evidence to back it up. So that's my challenge to you. If you believe that you won't be happy in a non-academic career, really evaluate how are you making that determination? What evidence do you have to support that decision? What else have you tried? How seriously have you explored other career options? And some of you will be like, well, Maren, I worked before I went to graduate school. And that's great. Like, that's one data point. And if you were unhappy in that job, that means that that job was a poor fit for your interests and talents. That doesn't mean that the only thing that you will do that will make you happy is being in in academia or pursuing an academic job. So how does this lead to Beyond Prof? Well, I... After three years of being on the academic job market, I realized just how miserable I was, and I had to leave, and I did it on a leap of faith. I just knew that I couldn't continue being that unhappy, and what I hoped was that I would be able to find something where I could be just as fulfilled and intellectually engaged. I didn't think I'd like something more than teaching history. I just was hoping that I could find something that I would love as much. So my partner got a job in Washington, D.C. as a consultant, and we moved from North Carolina up to D.C., and I had no plans. And I was completely ill-equipped to job search. Uh, I had only been focused on being a successful academic. I knew how to do the academic job market. But again, I didn't know really much about the professional workforce. I'd never identified my skills. I didn't even know how to write a resume. Uh, And I was depressed, and I was lost. And I really felt like I was just unemployable, that I couldn't do anything. And I, I, you know, I floundered. I was like, what do I do? You know, what do I want to be for the rest of my life? What kind of careers are there out, out there for me? What, do, what am I going to be if I'm not going to be a historian? You know, my identity was wrapped up in my scholarship. Um, and I, I, as I worked through this problem... And I did it as a, as a scholar and as, as a researcher. I, I, you know, studied where other history PhDs went um, and found jobs. I read books on the job market. I interviewed people. And, you know, what I started to realize through my own struggles and and process of trying to figure out what else I w- was going to do for the rest of my life, that I wasn't alone. That there are literally thousands of PhDs who are, go through this every single year as they realize that the academic job market isn't going to work out for them or they finally just hit a wall in a contingent position or they've landed in a faculty position and it's not the right fit or they're grad students who've just realized that an academic career is not right for them. But there just wasn't enough material help for people that were like me when I was leaving the academy. And I didn't want people to feel like me. I didn't want people to go through this, the sense of doubt and loss and languishing and this just period of lostness of wandering. And what I wanted to do was to connect PhDs who were going through that experience of leaving academia with concrete career advice that could help them, that could help them see that smart people work everywhere, that they do have talent and that they do have skills. And so I started doing research with the American Historical Association and then for the Chronicle of Higher Education in and around career pathways for PhDs. And as I was, you know, taking this research uh, to campuses and doing talks, I was really coming in contact with more and more PhDs who wanted more. They wanted curriculum, they wanted guidance, they wanted advice, and they were looking to me for that kind of information. And so in 2017, I decided, you know, let's do this. And I launched Beyond the Professoriate, my organization, having almost no idea uh, of what it meant to run a business. I had some inkling, um, but this has been a real journey for me. And what I can tell tell you about entrepreneurship and where I'm at right now, you know, for moving on five years later, is I learn every day. My job is so challenging. All I do is try and solve problems. I'm trying to identify pain points in in my organization. I'm trying to research what PhDs need, what graduate students need. I'm learning digital marketing. I'm learning how to podcast. I'm learning how to write copy for websites. I'm talking to people about what it means to empower PhDs. I get to mentor and advise people every single day on their career pathway. And I have found something that is a better fit for me than being a historian or being an academic. And I would never have been able to do this had I not taken that risk, taken that leap to believe that there was something else out there that would make me happy and that I wasn't stuck in an academic system that had no room for me. So that's really what I want you to take away from this opening episode, is that smart people work everywhere. And if you're staying in academia out of fear that you will not be happy, or that this is the only path for you, or that it's a calling, I want you to know that you can do so many different things. You have a range of skills, and I want to help you, through this podcast and our other resources, launch a meaningful career where you can not only be happy, but thrive and be successful. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.